Yo, it's your man T. Fitch. Yo, it's your man Hawes. What's good? What's good? Yeah, and in this episode of the podcast, uh, we still don't have a real name, so we're yeah, not going to name it. Yeah, it's the Nameless Podcast. The right Nameless, now. yeah, right now. We're, we're Nameless. Like the head, Headless Horseman? The head, yeah. It's the Nameless Podcast. <laughs> the Nameless Podcast. All right, but in this podcast, we talk about D'Angelo Russell. Yes, snitching. Uh, no more saying the term, that's gay. Right, the, the benefits of white friends and black friends. That's right. We talk about online dating. And we talk about, can you... Have sex. Have sex in front of people. Watch it. Watch it. Alright, well, hope y'all enjoy the show. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, check us out. If you guys uh, have any comments, feel free to leave your comments below. Yeah, if not, go fuck yourself. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> enjoy. Peace out. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Uh, as yeah. always, I'm your man, T. Fitch. Got my man, Harv, with me. That's right. In the building. And uh, we just sitting here chilling at, at a bar. Right. We'll, we'll say it at a bar. Right. Um, we, didn't, we didn't name this podcast simply because we're still looking for a name. We still don't really have a good name. Yeah, it's yeah. Something yeah. That, that really pinpoint. What we do here. Exactly. Exactly. So, if you guys have any suggestions, feel free to leave a comment below. Please, no no profanity. We can't have any curse words. Yeah, no curse words in the name. But if you just want to be like, hey, you know, fuck y'all. Yeah, I mean, then that's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's perfectly fine. Hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you that's, that's fine. Absolutely. Because yeah, fuck you back. Yeah. Like, I mean, for real. <laughs> that's genuinely how we do it. Yeah. All right, so... The big thing in the past week or two, uh, we didn't really discuss it last week because we had a guest and we kind of was like on some different shit. But uh, the whole D'Angelo Russell scenario, the uh, rookie for the Lakers, who decided to secretly record uh, Swaggy P, a.k.a. Nick, Nick Young. Um, Yo, first of all, where did that Swaggy P thing come from? I have no fucking idea. Like, and, and and it's a total violation if he named himself Swaggy P. Yeah, like, wh- like, when did he just become, like, Swaggy P? Like, does he have an album? Like, it's just something, like, this meet, it has to mean something. The funny part is, like, Swag is kind of dead now. Right. So you naming yourself Swaggy P, like, you kind of played yourself. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little dated. It's kind of, well, now he's just Nick Young. I guess we're just calling him Swaggy P. I'm not calling him Swaggy P. I think name Nick, Nick Young. I call him Swaggy P. But yet, you won't call Marky Mark, Marky Mark. Nah, well, Swaggy P is more recent. Marky Mark was like 30 years ago. Yeah, but Marky Mark was a lot more famous than Swaggy P. Uh, I mean, Marky Mark was, he had, it was Marky Mark, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Like, they had a group. He's made songs. He made a record. Like, a record. I mean, yeah, but I have not. <laughs> you, talk like, you talk like Nick Young is a fucking rapper. I'm just saying, though. But it's, <laughs> like, like, it's like a, wait, not even a real nickname. It's just a self-claimed wait, wait, name. Wait, wait, wait. Cause, I mean, because you just made that apples to oranges. Like, Nick Young plays basketball currently, right. and his name is Nick alias Young. Is, is Swaggy P. That he, that he coined himself. Well, we don't know that. We don't know how uh. he got the name Swaggy. He might have been, they might have coined that for him in college. I, like he might have played somewhere and they heard, just enjoyed. He's, when he played for the Sixers, he was not called Swaggy P. Actually, I think that was when he became Swaggy P. I don't remember ever them. I never I remember, remember them. I, I remember, remember Mark Zumoff saying Swaggy P. At I've some point never heard anyone refer to him as Swaggy P. Swaggy P came out of Mark Zumoff's mouth at some point in time. I, you know what? 
I, I if you say so, bro. Well, the point of the matter is, <laughs> so Swaggy P ended up being recorded telling D'Angelo Russell about all his female conquests. I'm assuming while he was with Iggy Azalea. Did you actually see the the um the I, footage? I actually didn't. I'm not Me gonna either. lie. Like I I didn't. I, I heard so much about it that I should have watched it, but I really don't give a shit. I mean, like, everybody kind of summed it up, so it really wasn't like... Like, but but the reason why we're discussing it is because of the level of violation it is for D'Angelo Russell. Oh, big time. Like... Big time violation. First of all, like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you kids? Yo, big time violation. You know, like, this is the problem. Like, y'all live in this Snapchat society where now everything has to be a video. And it doesn't. Yo, because I remember somebody Snapchatting me just walking down the street. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you? Why? First of all, I didn't consent. Right. I didn't consent to be in your Snapchat. Now, that's a good question. Like, do you need consent to yes, do Snapchat? You, I, you need consent to have me on your Snapchat. So, even though, like, on Instagram, when you could do the 60-second videos, like, do you, again, need... If you have other people in that shit, yeah, you probably exactly. need consent. Okay. It's no different than... All right, it's no different than the whole uh, Hulk Hogan Gawker situation or um, Aaron Andrews. It's the same difference. Like you didn't consent to filming me. I mean, but I, I'm now, not, grant, yes, granted, I'm not having sex, and granted, I'm not naked. Right. But either way, yeah, you didn't get my consent. Now, granted, okay. those places took place in quote unquote privacy. Right. Now, if you Snapchat me at the crib, I probably have an issue. Now, if I'm in the street and you, I'm at the pizza store and you at the pizza store Snapchatting yourself and I just happen to have a cameo, right. then that might be different. But either right. way, I'm not good with it. I'm not good <laughs> with being in your snaps. I'm not good with being in your Instagram videos. Like, I'm not I'm not good with any of that. But that's the issue. Because I, I don't want to take it too political, but there was a point where, if I'm not mistaken, there was a, there was a conversation about the Philadelphia police saying that they are no longer... You're no longer allowed to record them, like when they're, um, you know, regulating the streets. Yeah, well, you know, see, my issue with that is if you're out in the street, just like I just said, I think that at that point you can be recorded the same way you're being recorded as you walk walk past a bank, right. whether you want to be recorded or not. True, you True. are being recorded. You ever being recorded if you walk down one of those blocks that got the the camera up there? You True. know what I'm saying? You you. Is we we are being recorded at every step, but there's no reason for like that's like me and you having a conversation, and, and sudden, I pull out my phone and you right. start talking about how you smash so and so, right? Like, and then I somehow the shit get on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. But see, that's the first thing. As soon as you pull your phone out, I'm gonna be like, whoa, like, what? Are, yeah, what, what are we talking about, dog? See, here's the here's the problem. Like the people, y'all young folks got the rules missing. Like, let Good me tell time. you some real OG shit. All right, so back in the day. One of my homies got caught up for um, cheating, basically oh, because, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he basically didn't have his phone locked. Yeah. So from that point on, yeah. even if I'm making a statement, I check my, my phone, phone to make sure that that shit is not recording me. Whether yeah. I didn't, you know, pocket, act, dial, yeah, pocket dial somebody, yeah. like I'm good. Yeah. And that's how I move. I don't I, I don't want nothing recorded. This is the only thing being recorded is this podcast. You know what's funny because I do the same thing. Yeah. Like if I'm on a conversation and then you know, let's say we hung up, I always check it again. Yeah. Just to yeah. make sure like all right. Yeah, it did say in, right? Yeah, did it end call? Like, yeah. all right, is the green bar up? Yeah. Green Ain't nothing worse than being on the phone. Like, exactly. oh yeah, no, nah, Doug, no, nah, that was just misunderstanding. We cool. <laughs> you think you hang up? You was like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> 
Hey, like, hello? 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 <laughs> you like, hello? <laughs> yo, oh, yo, yeah. I was good. Yeah, I, I wasn't talking about you. Oh man, I'm in traffic. Yo, how embarrassing would that be if you get off the phone like, yeah, all right, Tom, yeah, take it easy, brother. You also, man, fuck that punk ass nigga, Tom. Fucking yo, that, ass nigga. You know what would be funny? Like, hello. And it would be no funnier than fucking how swaggy P feel because his what? relationship might be over. Yeah, true. Like, just imagine, man. Like you, no like, you changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you changed your ways. Yeah. You trying to live the good life. Right. And here you come. You just tell him about some old conquests. <laughs> and now your whole shit might be fucked up. But see, up. now, that's the question I have, though. Was the conversation about... The old? present or the, yeah, or the past? Yeah, old bras that he had I gotta been? be honest. I think the way that women are, they don't care. Nah, see, now, that's, now to me, that's a violation. It's not about facts, man. That's a violation, though. It's not about facts, though. It's, you know what? It needs to be about facts because honestly, if I haven't if I haven't done you dirty, then it don't matter what I did before you. You need to worry about what's going on right now. And if I, I, I haven't done anything, you can't. I have do a that. feeling it has a a smell of the present. <laughs> the present. But it was basically based off the past. That's my interpretation. Now yeah, I could be wrong. Bullshit. Yeah, that's I could right. be totally wrong. But that's 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 the way I seen it. But the point of the matter is. Like, yo, young boys, man, stop recording so much shit. Like, this is how y'all getting in trouble. Not to mention, like, it ain't like the government ain't already tapping the phones. They know what you watch. Right. Like, you ever go on, you ever look up something on Google and say, hmm, I think I would like to look up pocket pussies, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you it go on Facebook, <laughs> pocket pussies is everywhere. Oh, so I hear you like pocket pussies, huh? Exactly. That, oh, that's what you into. I heard you got a... Imagine if real life worked like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just got finished watching the porn, you walk out your house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody out there like, yo, dog, got that new porn shit. <laughs> got them Asians. <laughs> got them Asians. I, got them, I know you like them blonde Asians. Exactly. I know you like that, that butt play. Yeah, someone good. said you like hermaphrodites. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh. Hold up. At least that's what you were searching. <laughs> that reminds me of that Chappelle skit. What exactly. Yeah, 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 the yeah, internet yeah. was a real place. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it kind of comes off. And that's what I'm saying, man. Look, the point of the matter is... Yeah, that's snitching like, and that's all yo, Yeah, just, you know, whether you feel bad, whether... The point is, yo, don't break your phone out. Nah, man, it's total violation. Leave your phone where it's at. Keep it you should not be having those kind of discussions where other people can record you. Yeah. You know, listen to you, like yeah. it's just not ne- it's not necessary. Yeah. You gotta keep it G. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? All day, all yeah. day. Don't violate. All right. So what's funny is the climate of 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 the United States. I'm gonna say United States because I can't say the world. I, I don't live in other parts of the world. Okay. I can't speak on the climate. But I swear I remember just like five years ago where you can just casually throw out the term. That's gay. Oh, yeah. You know, whether it be like you watching a show and it was just got a little too much or, you it know. It was just gay. Like, yeah, you'd be like, oh, man, that's gay. Like, this is inappropriate. I don't like this right now. Right. But now you can't say that's gay. You can't say that's gay. That's gay has took a turn. Which is gay. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with the stance of maybe we've grown. Maybe we've just grown from that's gay. Oh. Like, cause I and here's the funny part: there is no scenario that I can think of that has taken its place. 
you know, you already had like you could always back in the day you'd be like, oh man, that's whack. Yeah. You know, but but you know, that's gay. But see, that's gay had a it had a a very significant and 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 a poignant meaning behind it. The irony though is it really had very little to do with gay people. Yeah. yeah. It had nothing to do with like two men blowing each other or you know, females bumping their you know, their boxes together. Like it had nothing to do with that. I remember I used to be at work and like they would just assign some new work and I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's gay. gay. <laughs> that means it's something that I'm not gonna enjoy <laughs> right now. Yes, yes. That's what it meant. It's something I'm not happy with. Right. But you know what? Yet, how ironic, since gay means happy. That's true. <laughs> but see, but see, obviously, when you're saying... You'd be like, oh, man, that's happy. When you're saying, like, that's gay, it's not like, oh, that's awesome, I can't wait. You're thinking, like, yo, this is going to suck dick. <laughs> like, this is this is going to be licking ass right now. This is so anal. Like, this, you're, this is not going to be a good time. But then also, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to renege on my first statement. I'm going to say, yes, I think we have grown. Yeah, see, because you realize, like, it, the funny part was, I just think about how it was just a few years back in the climate, in terms of especially my workplace. We had gay people, but they weren't as celebrated. Yeah. Not like where I work now. Right. Gay people are definitely celebrated. And I, I got to be honest, I like the atmosphere. I don't, I don't think it's a negative thing. But when I when I did start there, I realized at that point in time that I could no longer say that's gay. Yeah. But you know what? It's the same thing, kind of like, well, like the word like like retarded. Yeah. All of the all of the yeah. all of the eighties slang negative terms are yeah. now being played out. Except for nigga. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They. You know. Niggers is like a classic. Like niggers. What's funny is, um, I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots and Charlamagne. Yes, calling them white niggers. White niggers. <laughs> white niggers. Yeah. You're calling them white niggers. That's what he is. He's a he's a white nigger. <laughs> Yo. I yeah. mean, it's funny how I just I just find it interesting that we're just in such a weird place where, um, so many things are now being flushed out. Um, and you also realize just the tone of things from the past were so biased and so seen through the eyes of certain kinds of people. Yeah. Clearly, most of the things that we dealt with in the past 20 years had old white man written all over it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because the old white man kind of made the rules. Yeah, the good old boy network. Right. They made the rules for themselves. Yeah. And, and they were perfectly fine with saying that's gay. Absolutely, yeah. And it had nothing to do with anyone else, and it didn't matter because they knew they weren't gay. Yeah. Like, if somebody, if you told somebody in 2010, and I don't know when this movie came out, but if he was like, yeah, man, I was watching a notebook, they'd be like, ah, oh, man, that's gay. Yeah. They'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, like yo, yeah. That's... Like, Jesus, what, what year is this, though? I mean, it's just interesting. I, I don't have a problem with the, with the terminology, but here's the funny part we... We do need to come up with something new. What, to kind of replace that's gay? Yeah. Well, see, that's, okay. that's maybe not as offensive. Okay, like, what could we come up with that's not as offensive, but has the same connotation? So, all right, so we got we to kind of define what we mean as far as what that's gay, quote unquote, is replacing. Like, what's the sentiment? The sentiment is that when you mentioned what you mentioned, or when I seen what I seen, I did not like it to the point where I knew I don't want to be associated with it. Okay, so as an example, when you said 
yeah, I watched and somebody told me about the notebook and I was like, Oh, that's gay. The notebook genuinely is a real sensitive it's a chick flick. Right. Which honestly, as a heterosexual man, I don't really want to see that shit. Right. So that is I mean, kind I, of gay. I can I can understand that principle. The irony is the whole gay concept has nothing to do with it's yeah. funny how it, it you know, it ha we build up this it's perception. Yeah, that is feminine or has a has a connotation of emotion. Right. When I I, I, I don't really find too many emotional gay people. <laughs> no, like, I disagree. I, I personally don't know any overly emotional gay people. I know I know a I know a lot flamboyant, of possibly, but overly emotional, overly I, feminine. I've worked with a I've worked with a few uh, <laughs> now I'm trying to be all politically correct, right? I've worked with a few homosexual uh, people or males that were very, very sensitive. Okay. Like, if you, like, if so, if you, like, as an example, if you did something good for them, like, they would give you a hug and damn near start crying. Oh. Because, like. The irony is I was about to say that's gay. It is gay, but it's because, and I'll say for the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Clearly, I'm, I'm still learning. No, we all are, but I'll say this as far as that situation is concerned. Um, it's because of all the stuff they had to deal with their whole lives. Right, right. I mean, listen, you know I mean? If this this isn't a, a assertion about the dichotomy of gay people. You know, because... You know, it's the diss, like, you know, nothing yeah, about the gay people. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we've come a long way from, uh, you know, the Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yes, we did. You know, we've come a long way yes, from we that. Yes, we have. We've definitely grown. But it's it's kind of like I don't know what what do I say now when I am in dislike. And the same thing like you were saying, if somebody gives you a bunch of papers while you're at work, like yeah, we gotta we going from you know form fifty two B to now form fifty two C, so we got you know you gotta re read all this shit right, and you're like fuck this game, like this is gonna suck, like the next two hours of my day is just gonna really suck. Yeah, I, I there's no there's no term that I can think of offhand. Uh, it, it is what it is. Yeah, this is ass. Yeah, booty works. Yeah, this is ass. Yeah, this is ass. Is probably what I, I would say. Yeah, I like see ass works. I like ass, and it, it kind of fits. Yeah, I mean, and it's not offensive. Yeah, not offensive at all, unless you got a big ass. Then you might be a little concerned. All right, so let me ask you: Do you have a? Can, now that you're a little older as a uh, as a man, <laughs> do you have? Do you find that you have more white friends now than you had in the past? I actually, I can say I have 100% more white friends than I've ever had in my life. I got to be honest, 100% sounds funny because obviously that that denotes <laughs> that you had zero white friends. It, like, it, it's kind of like you, like you typically put the big zero there because if you now have 100% more... That means you must have had none. It, I think that's just simple mathematics. <laughs> and you are correct, sir. As a teenager, as a young adult, I had not one single white friend. Now, what's funny is I had I had lots of white friends. Yeah, well, you went to I still school. do have lots of white friends. Yeah, but you went to a school where there were a lot of white people. So did you. I, I'm talking about... <laughs> No, well, we talking about like elementary school, middle school. Oh yes, yes, I was. You've always been around white people. I've been exposed to white folks right. a lot earlier. My first than the average, yeah. probably than the average black male in the inner city. 
elementary school and uh, middle, middle school or junior high, whatever you want to call it. You didn't was, have any white teachers? I had white teachers, but they wasn't fucking friends. Well, I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to establish, <laughs> I'm trying to establish where we are here. Yeah, I had no white friends, not until, and even high school, though. High school, you you were cool with white people. I knew, but I actually did, met them. You wouldn't there. say, you wouldn't call them friends. No, I would never go over their house. They wouldn't come to my house. But no. you know what? How about, um, I remember uh, when you first started, and let me give you guys a little <laughs> back story. What? You know, obviously, me and Harv have been friends for a very long time. So, yes. I know some of the white friends that he have, has been exposed to. Oh. Like, remember when you first started at Boston Market? Oh, to me, that yeah, was like yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like a true introduction of like white friends. Yeah, you know what? I, I I would agree. But now, mind you, though, they were they weren't friends though. They were coworkers. Yeah, it's a difference between white friends and white coworkers. There's a big difference. So, like, okay, yeah, after work, we can go get a drink or go over to someone's house and hang out. Yeah, but if I'm off, it's not like they're gonna call yeah. me up. Like, hey. Right. Or yeah. you want to come out and go to the movies or you want to play right. ball with us? Like, it's got to no. be an... Yeah, right. The the work situation was the correlation. Right. Like, you and I met in high school. Right. You know, eventually we were friends in school. But then it went outside of school. You know, so then we hung out actually more so is that is that is that school. a friend determinant? Like, Absolutely. is that a major... Is that the yeah. factor that we utilize? Like, if I see you outside of work, you are now considered a friend. Absolutely. If I'm... If I'm... If I become... If we become cool outside of the place where we met, be it work, school, you know, church or whatever, mm-hmm. if we are now friends outside of that realm, then we are now actually friends. Okay. All right. I consider you a friend. All right. So let me ask you, what what are some of the benefits of having white friends versus black friends? I'll tell you now. Personally, I went to my first fucking Flyers game on Monday, just past Monday. Okay. And it was fucking awesome. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> that's that's such a f- okay. <laughs> so let me just make sure I I, um, I understand. It's gonna sound racist, but go ahead. <laughs> it's, uh, I won't say it sounds racist, but it is uh, interesting. Like like that was the benefit. I I went. I was able to go to a Flyers game, and that was the benefit <laughs> yeah. of white friends. Right, because normally I couldn't go. <laughs> right. If I didn't have right. a white, like they, <laughs> like like they allowed you to get in the car. Right. If I didn't have a white counterpart, I wouldn't have been able to get into the door. Exactly. Like, they stopped you, and they was like, oh, oh, oh nah. he's with me. <laughs> no, but let me tell you. <laughs> That's my black friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're vouch for him. Yeah. Show me your card. We got the little papers. We're fine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, just because you have a Flyers t-shirt on does not mean that you can just come to the Flyers game. Right. Wayne Simmons is from Canada. You okay. still need a ticket, my friend. Right. Um, but it was funny because my cousin had hit me up. She asked me, what was I doing? I was like, um, I'm actually getting ready to go to the hockey game. And she's like, well, when did you start watching hockey? I'm like, well, I've always watched hockey on occasion, especially around playoff time. <clears throat> and I was like, I'm going with some friends from the bar. And she's like, all right, cool. Like, oh, you hanging out with your white friends? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. I said, because honestly, a lot of my black friends don't do sporting events. Yeah. So It's interesting, though, and that's, <clears throat> that is kind of the reason why we're having this, this discussion, because I find that when you think about the concept of, of white friends white friends somehow comes in like a box with a bow yes and like people clearly distinguish that this is the situation it's not yeah. like hey you're just hanging out with your friends oh these are your white friends right and it's kind of like i wonder if white people deal with the same thing like oh so. oh you're hanging with your black friends today I you're going so. to the drake concert yeah, I, think so. 
I think so. Like if if you're a typical like suburban kid, and um, you know, again, you're gonna if you're a typical suburban kid, and then you're gonna see who is it, uh, like Drake or or Jeezy or Future or, Future or <laughs> Fetty Wap. Like most of the time, you're probably going with some of your black friends. You're probably gonna do some typically quote unquote black shit. I challenge that theory, but that's not for that's not for right now. Okay. Um. But yeah, I do find that the concept of white friends versus black friends, especially coming from other black people who okay. don't have that same exposure, it's like immediately they don't understand that they're really... There's a difference, but there is no difference. You might not be able to... Uh, here's my take on, on white friends versus black friends, if you have to group them. Yes. The only difference in terms of white friends is that I feel like I still do have to be a little conscious that I'm with you. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, like when I'm with my black friends, you don't even think about it. Right. You know, it's like, it's normal. Right. But when you are with your white friends, you do kind of feel you still slightly like... A little apprehensive. Uh, you know, you just, you have to consider the fact that you are, you always, you can't lose sight of being black. Absolutely. You can never lose sight <laughs> that like, if something were to go down, like let's say we all got into a fight. Right. Right. Like we got into like a, one of those, all right. A brawl. All right. Everybody. So I'm sorry. Once again, if you listen to this podcast, we are from Philly. I, we have to stress yeah. that because um, sadly, this is part of the climate of being a Philly native. Sometimes you get in fights. Um, what's the movie with uh Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence? Um, that was done in Philly. And oh, Big um, Eagles. the Silver Lining. Yeah, something. Silver Lining's playbook. Okay, yeah, yeah. what happened in that movie when Bradley Cooper got into a fight and at the Eagles game? That happens all the time. Absolutely, that is not a misconception. When I'm gonna start by saying when white people drink too much, because it generally. Is white people having these fights? Yeah, it'll pop off. Yeah, it goes down. Yep. You know, and I have a feeling that this might be the climate in most northeast cities yeah, where sports it. is big. I believe because I know it's a thing. Boston thing. Boston thing. It's New probably York a New thing. York thing. Absolutely. Um, and I and Lord knows it's been clearly documented that you know people out in Cali in that in that Bay Area LA. they go ape shit. So the Same point, probably in Jersey. Yeah. So the point of the, the point we're making is that you know if you are hanging with your white friends and you're black. Word. It's easy to possibly get into this altercation. For example, when we were tailgating and um, the game was over. Oh, yeah. One of one of my white friends <laughs> decided to take it upon himself to keep asking another white guy whether he was good. We looked at each other because we felt like, as black guys, this don't look like promising. Like, I don't know why you starting with this guy. But it was like, if it went down, you kind of might have been on your own. Like, I, don't, I can't say I had your back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, mean, you, I know you. I know you were drunk, but and he might be much. drunk, and y'all might get into some shit that I just wasn't ready for. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. I, I, I just met you. Here's the irony: black people fight over real shit. Yeah, like we don't just fight for for GP. Uh. We do. Nah, we do, but we don't. We don't just randomly get into a fight unless something happens. He was picking that fight, like he was creating that dynamic. We yes. don't. We don't. Yes. We don't look to just always do that. If <sighs> it might be a woman involved, it might be a territorial thing. But we don't look okay. to just be yeah. like, yeah, I like guess, you yeah. walk through the parking lot and I just random. encounter you and right. just be like, yo, you like, oh, what you looking at before? You got right. a problem? Like, we're not gonna do that. 
It's like, oh, it's Thursday at 7 o'clock. Let me yeah, punch somebody. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, that's not really too normal. Because, let's be honest, when things escalate in a black community, somebody might end up dead. That's true. So, we don't look to just create those type of altercations. No, nah, because we don't really, we yeah. really don't want to go that route. We generally abide by the stay out the way right. perception. Meaning, <laughs> you know, if it don't involve me, I'm good. Ain't none of my damn business. Right. So that's a drawback of being having white friends. White friends do not know how to behave in no. sporting events. And I, you know what I found that they drink. I hate to, I hate to make it sound this way. What's the truth? In my experiences hanging out with difference between blacks and whites, I believe that my white friends drink a hell of a lot more than my black friends do. Um, especially at sporting events. Yes, I mean, like, it's a lot of beer. It's a lot of booze flowing. What I will say, though, on the flip side, I do feel like when I'm with my white friends, they know how to have a better time. Yes, they do. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I don't think I've showed you the footage, but I got on the, the mechanical bull at the Xfinity Live. That's gay. It is. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was. And I'm going to be 110% see, honest. That's, see, because that, you know why? Because you was hanging with your wife. That's what I was going to say. Because I was with my wife. When friends, in Rome. I was very skeptical and very reluctant because I'm black and I just don't, we don't ride bulls, but I, I got well, You know, but I, I won't even say that. See, that's how I, I, th- I, I think that, see, that is the purpose of this discussion because that's what we do a lot. We end up feeling like because we're black, we don't, and we're we not, do this we're shit. not used to certain behaviors. Yeah. We're quick to be like, oh, that's that. Oh, that's some white shit. Yeah. But you know what? We, what we have that, we have that, that, um. I want to say maybe a boundary border. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, but well, could, well, you know what? I think it's subliminally you feel slight guilty, like that you're doing white shit, like you are black and well, and and technically, we do have a sense of black people stick together. Yes, but then also we have a sense of we know how adventurous white people are, like <laughs> adventurous white people. Seriously, like think about it. <laughs> think about it, bro. Like. <laughs> Think about it. How many times? <laughs> I wish Chris was here because he would be like the perfect. You know, he'd be the perfect yeah, Chris counterpart. Chris is a great example of, of but like the differences. White people sometimes. often go camping. This is true. They often Camp- go to the mountains. Camping has been statistically known to be more of a white thing right. than a black thing. I have never heard a black friend of mine saying, "Yo, we're going camping or we're going to I, the mountains." I actually have. Um, but it does not change the point. Was he with a white, was he with white people? No, no, he, this is just something he was into. Okay. It's um, one person. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not changing. That's not going to change the point. Right. But I have, I mean, I've, I've had experiences on both ends, but that's what I'm saying. So yes, traditionally when you're with your white friends, they do different things, but that is the beauty of it. That's the purpose Absolutely. of being with your white friends because you are exposed to things that you never really did before. And I, and that's why I say I got on a bull because I was with them. Like, if it was like me, you... Did they get on the bull too? Yeah. Okay, all oh, right. Yeah. I just hope... Oh, yeah, everybody got... I was hoping... Oh, no. Oh, oh like you were no. just a token oh, black yeah, guy no, on the bull. No, no, no. It wasn't going down like that. <laughs> oh. Hell no. It was like... I told him from the rip, like, like, like it was whispers. Let's try to get hard on the bull. <laughs> I was like, listen, <laughs> I told from the rip, like I'm not getting on unless y'all get on first. If you get on first, then I'll consider it. That's how we ended up on the boat. <laughs> I'm not getting <laughs> on until y'all get on the boat. And he was first. like, all right, gotcha. 
Massachusetts. Let's head to America. Yeah. For some free labor. Nah, but um, but that's what I mean. Like, if I was with you and I was with a couple of our homies, I would have never gotten a ball. Like, y'all would have, we would have had to be really drunk for y'all to talk to me to get on the ball. Because I just feel like it's a different vibe. Was there any black people in the place where you were riding the bull? I'm sure they were. I only I was only wondering if they kind of like if you got any negative looks because that's another no. that's another factor. That's true. You do feel slightly uh, concerned about how other black people view you because, when you're with your white friends. Yo, you, let me ask. You. <laughs> let me ask. You. Especially you wait, wait, wait. Before you even say that, <laughs> especially when you are a inner city black person. Yes. Meaning that you didn't grow up in the suburbs, so you weren't necessarily with white people all your life. You don't have like lifelong white friends. Right. You do have a different perception of how you are perceived when you are with your white friends. You do you are concerned. Let me ask you I, I know we're not trying to make this a black and white podcast, but it's not a black and white podcast. But this is um <laughs> have you ever been in the mall in a in a foreign area like typically an all white mall suburban area okay and see one black person walking towards you and you give him the nod you give him the nod yeah cause you let you let him know I see you right and if this shit go down it's me and you gotta get out this joint together yeah I was talking to a friend of mine and she didn't understand that she's like well what is this nod thing oh man she needs she's to watch a, the Blackish episode. Well, yeah. She's a white woman, of course. And she's married to a black man. Oh. So that's what made it funny because she was like, yo, everywhere I go, like. He just keep not. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> like, is that your friend? Is that a cousin or something? Like, who are all these black people that are like, not? She's like, who are all these black people that are not to you? <laughs> like, how do you know all these people? <laughs> and you, know, must, you must know everybody. And I was trying to tell her, like, yo, that's just a. That's a black thing. I'm sorry. Like, yo, when we, when we in a, <laughs> when we the minority, we see another black person, we like, yo, I see you, just in case this shit go wrong. <laughs> yo, I mean, we'll see with that being said. So that, tra- that transitions to the, the concept of the token black. Right. Like, how, okay. you know, first, have you ever been the token black, which you might have been during the Flyers game? Oh, definitely was, yeah. And if you were, how do you feel about it? Like, is that a sense of accomplishment or is it a drawback? I think it depends on who you are. And, and even is the notion of the concept of token black just such a negative notion? When in actuality, I mean, you know, here we are saying <clears throat> black lives matter. We want equality. But yet we're still putting this negative perception on being around white people. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the, the, the history of black and white relations has been always bumpy. But as far as being, excuse me, as far as being the token anything, I think it comes down to you being just confident and comfortable with who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter where I'm at, if I'm with my white friends, <laughs> or if I'm with, you know, my suburban friends, my professional friends, I still know who I am. Right. It doesn't change. Right. Like, so me being comfortable in my own skin makes me be able to go through these different you know, uh, these different groups and different areas and be, again, just as confident as I am as if I was down the way. You know what I mean? So it's that comfortability and that confidence in myself that makes it like, I don't even think about it. Like, yeah, all right, I'm the only black people here. I'm the only black person here. What's good? 
Because yeah. I feel like I'm going to represent. Look, I, well, and I think it, it also comes down to how uh, comfortable you are with your friends. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, if you know that you being black has nothing to do with y'all being friends. No, and, it doesn't. You know, you just generally are just everybody's good people. You don't think about it at all until someone brings it to your attention. Yeah. And that's what made me think about it. Because nothing's worse than that situation where, <coughs> you know, you are like the token person. And then someone kind of brings it to light. Right. And it gets a little awkward. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, shit. Am I the token black guy? Well, and, that, and it's not really an oh, shit thing because you know, yeah. as you know, especially as black men, as black men, we are always aware of being the token black man in a scenario simply because just generally you have to always keep in consideration just the outcomes of things. Yeah. Like if everybody's getting drunk. I know I can't get drunk. Right. Because I can't get blamed for shit. <laughs> like, I can't afford that. And the way the police are going to respond to them and to you is going to be two different Completely ways. different. Even if, ideally, it shouldn't be that way, it doesn't matter. that That's just the reality of it. Oh, it's without question. So, There's no way of getting around that. Yeah, so, like, as, as being, of course, a black male, you always have to be conscious about how you're going to be perceived. So, you, I think a lot of times we kind of move with that in mind. You know what I'm saying? You know what this reminds me of? This also reminds me of the uh, Chappelle sketch, When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. Which one? When, you know, he was in the office and he was like... Oh, yeah, I'm tired yeah, on the yeah. streets. He was like, give me five on the black king side. He's like, did you just... Did you did you really just say that? <laughs> yeah. You want me to dance for you? Yeah. But you know what's funny, though? The irony of that is how easily it is to get caught up in that mindset, too. Like, how you had... How you... You, we're forced in a lot of ways to constantly decipher information quickly yes. to decide whether this is a racist act or whether this was an act of normalcy. Right. You know, whether someone was just trying, to, just being themselves or whether they're trying to make it something else. Right. You're trying and to I, relate to me. Right. And that part is, that part is interesting. Like that part is always hard to really get a real good feel for where is this headed? Like, or what is the intentions behind things? And it's sad that it has to be that way, but it is that way. Yeah, of course. You know, it's funny because even, again, like with myself, I I, I think because of, I don't know, this is going to sound funny, so I'm going to try to, like, sum it up really quickly. Um, I know who I am, like, and I know my limitations, and I know my, my background and in, in, in just my current situation. So as far as the way I speak, you know, and the way I try to communicate, I feel like it's universal enough that I can get my point across to any kind of audience. Okay. Okay. I agree. So, if I'm speaking to, you know, a white person, I don't feel like my vernacular would change that much compared to if I'm talking to my black friend. See what I'm saying? Like, all right, as an example, if I'm in a bar, you know, like, I feel like I can do a pretty good job of talking to this older white gentleman. And then if my man, if my homie come in off, like, if you with me, I still feel like we can have a good conversation without it being, you know, two different, uh, just two different dialects. Yeah, or, and, and that everyone will be able to understand. Right, and then we can all, we, we can enter, we can have an inter, uh, interchanging conversation. And, you know, again, everyone gets the messages and no one feels awkward. <coughs> you know, I think I do a pretty good job of that. So, I think also... Knowing who you are and having, again, that comfortability and just being that diverse, I think 
it kind of eases that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of eases the... Yeah, the fear. I mean, right. it's... Well, because you also have been exposed. Right. That's a key element that a lot of people just don't want to get into. Um, fortunate for me, I was put in a school where I had, you know, black, white, you know, Puerto Rican, Asian. You know, I, I had different kinds of people. Right. <clears throat> and through that, through having... You know, white friends when I was younger. Yeah. I understood some dynamics that maybe I would have struggled with as an adult. Okay. But I do find that as black people in uh, in white America, let's just say it like that, even though, you know, even that's up for debate nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's more like gray America. I, I feel like you do have to kind of become a CIA agent, meaning like you have to be <coughs> able to adapt to any scenario that you're in. Yes. If all of a sudden you get pulled into the office with the CEO of your company, you're not going to hit them with a bunch of, you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. You know, and that, I, I think that just goes without saying. Yeah. And, um, you know, yes, we do have a level of Ebonics that we share as a black culture. Um, there's going to be very few scenarios where someone's having a conversation that are black that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Or that I don't pick up on. Now it could be regional slang, right. but even then we have ways of kind of figuring it out. Yeah. You know, but when you're in a, a situation, you know that's with white people, it's simple. You just have to be able to speak English. No, which is it sounds so simple, but a lot of people can't accomplish it. You know what's funny? As I as as I get older, I realize that. It's totally a cultural thing. Oh, it's all cultural. But that's what I... Okay, so what I mean is, like, we talk about the slang. Like, one of my boys from the bar, my man John. John is a few years older than I am. But we have, we grew up on a hip-hop culture. Right. So the way we communicate, you know, we can say, you know, son, kid, you know, that's dope, fat, whatever, whatever. And we can have a good conversation and bug out and have a good time. Right. But then if, I'm, if I find that I'm having a conversation with someone... That's like 22 or 21. I literally have to speak more traditional just so I can make sure I understand what they're saying. Because their slang or their their whole demeanor is just different. Their whole form of communication is different. So I find that I do have to pay a little more attention with like the millennials or just the younger people than I do with a white person that's in the same age bracket as I am or same age bracket. I think it all just varies based on the person in their background. Okay, um, that's fair. You know, I work with young people, and I don't, I don't think is there there is a difference. Okay. I think that we generally communicate on the same level pretty consistently. I, I it doesn't have to be any slang involved or not. Uh, you know, and we're I, talking about a professional environment, though, right? Um, a semi-professional environment, yes. But the conversations aren't always professional, so I'm not using that in context. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, you know, I'm not using that to set the bar for how the conversations are because they're right. not always like that. Right. I mean, even my manager curses from time to time. Yeah. Well, cursing is, you know. Yeah, well, cursing takes away that aesthetic of it being so, yeah. tra- you know, traditionally corporate. Yeah, true. Right. You know, obviously that's, you know, that's someone can easily issue. get effect- right. yeah. offended. That's an easy You know, HR, yeah, so HR you're HR clearly issue. taking a chance. So, you know, but, it's, but, but it sets the tone for my team. Right. It lets my team know you can speak comfortably. Yeah. 
And that's important as well. And that's kind of the, coming back full circle, that is the dynamic of the difference in friends. With white friends, I can speak comfortably, but I still am guarded as to some what some of what I'm saying it's and like, how I'm saying it. It's like you're always worrying about the the, the metaphorical HR. Um, in, in theory, right. which is which, I would assume that when some of my white friends are with a group of my black friends, they might feel slightly uncomfortable that they might say something that's sketchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it goes both ways. Yeah. But mm-hmm. either way, I mean, the funny part is we can actually talk about this all day. Jeez, yeah, well. You know, it's it's a, that's a, just an interesting concept all in itself. Um, so with that being said, let's 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 move go ahead on. and liven it up as always. Let's move on. Let's get it. Uh, can you have sex with, while people are watching? <laughs> um, think you know and really give it some thought because I can have sex in public. Right, having sex in public. We've probably all have done it once or twice. Yeah. Whether it's in a car. Right. On the park. You know, yeah. Like, right. that, you know, I think work. having sex in public is clearly a different variation than having sex while people are watching. So, are, are Like, I imagine, guess, imagine you're about to have, stage? like, you're about to have sex and a group of people just made some popcorn and got a soda and they're just like, you are what they're watching. They're going to be engaged to you having sex. Can you actually perform under those circumstances? Okay. Can am I already in the act? No, no. Let's say so that means I got to start. Let's say you start from scratch. Like so, we start with the kissing. Got to do all See, the seduction. That, that's the key thing. That's the key the element. Foreplay. The fact that you it's not like you going in and you already hard. Right. You know what I mean? No, you're going to have to get where you need to be. And I mean, right. in this, I mean, you know, she could be sucking your dick or whatever. Right. Like, you know, like you can go down those roads of normalcy of what, you know, having sex would be. But the irony would be someone's actually watching you. Like, and they're truly watching you. They, you are the. How many key. people is it? Let, let's say it's 10. Is no, it dark? It don't, it don't have to be a crowd. Can I see them? They can see you and you can see them. It's a, <laughs> it's a well lit, like, um, let's say semi well lit. So it's like it's you know like 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 parking lots at night, like yeah they're All lit right. but okay. they're not like lit lit. A parking lot lighting, I feel like, I can that's like eighty five percent. Wait now, but they're close to you. They're not like far away. Can they touch me? They're not that close, but they are <laughs> close. Let's say they're like three arms lengths away. Yeah. All right. Even just imagine a porn set. People are close. I've never been on a porn set. Well, just imagine any kind of set. You're, you're close enough to film the person. Yeah. You have a lot of people there that work on set. True. So either way, it's people watching you have sex. Which is why people in porn are so significant. That's why not yeah. everyone can do it. But, you know what, but they cheat. They take pills. They got, you know, they got oh, editing. Oh, I mean. Uh, they got fluffers. People cheat in real life. So yeah. that part, if you're not, if you cheat, that's what you do, then that, that part doesn't matter. I mean, as far, what I'm saying is as far as their performance, like they do a lot of preparation in order to be able to perform. Let, let's say you have all that at your disposal. Can you still perform while people are watching? That is the question. Yes, yes I can. You honestly think so? I feel like I have a good 85%. I have a strong seventy percent chance of really. So like, you you wouldn't feel insecure at all. Absolutely, I would feel insecure or insecure. How often have you been able to perform sexually when you felt insecure? 
Like, really think about that. See, because I've come to realize that the times where, like, I didn't probably do my best <laughs> is because, like, something was in my head. Uh, I mean, this, okay, I'm trying to think of uh, something. Shit, so, sometimes we can't perform and it's just one other person. <laughs> I mean, what is, it's, all right, um, it's been a while since I, I felt pressured. Um, yeah, you know what? Any kind of pressure tends to make it very hard to to but see, accomplish that's what, your task. But that's what I'm saying. Like when I, well, that's why I was asking the questions that I was asking. Because all right, if the if the lighting is is semi dim, like we're talking about, like parking lot lighting. You mean they set like if you could set the mood? Yeah, like if I could kind of like you know get into the vibe of it. Like all right, yeah, the lighting's kind of dope, cool. I see. Those 10 people, but I'm not worrying about them. Let's say it's lights on you, but it's not really lights on the people watching you. It's, so, it's like, like, they're kind of, like, in the dim. Yeah. Like it's, like, a spotlight on me? Yeah, spotlight. It's not hot, but it's, like, a spotlight. A spotlight, I'm uncomfortable. You don't want to be... I don't want the spotlight. Do spotlight. No, nah, you got to cut the spotlight off. <laughs> See, I can't, I can't perform under these sudden conditions. You got to take the spotlight off. See, you know, I think that I can accomplish it. Um, I would just have to block everything out. Like I would, but, and and it also would strongly depend on whether the female was able to do the same. But like if the, the female was good, I yeah. probably would be good. But that's the point, though. Like that's what I mean. Like all the things that I was asking is all about trying to define my zone. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. if I if I can see them but not worry about them, you know what I'm saying? I can honestly imagine. I'm gonna be real with you. If I'm looking into the crowd, I'm looking for the hottest chick in there. As motivation, like yeah, I want to see me bang this. Well, here's the crazy part: what if the chick that you banging is hot? Of course, see, because I think that that helps too. Like, I think if the chick was hot, and I really like, let me be clear: if the chick was hot, and I felt like she like wanted me, I think I would be fine. Because then I would be; it'd be so much easier to block the rest of it out. Yeah, she doesn't matter. That's interesting. She doesn't matter because my goal is no longer about just performing for her my goal is now to perform for the audience why because they're there yeah but but they don't want to see me do a whack performance it's yeah but if you have the pressure of the audience like that to me that's an unnecessary pressure but that but that that's a real but that's that exists not really because you're not like yes they're watching you right but that doesn't mean that like if you perform badly they're going to be disappointed i would they might what, be. I'm, what i'm saying is you're not there for them. You are there for the person. It's just that you have an audience. No, but that's what I'm saying. As soon as I have an audience, then my focus is no longer about her. My focus is now about the performance. Man, she's going to feel like shit. Yeah. Well, listen, she's the one that wanted the situation. Well, so no, it ain't my well, fault. Well, no, we don't say that. <laughs> Let's say y'all just got dropped in this situation together. How do you get dropped in this situation? You just Man, get this kidnapped? Is all, this is all hypothetical. Well, that's what I'm saying. But... This whole podcast is based on hypotheticals. <laughs> What I'm saying is, if if we in this if we're in this situation, then I need. I, I think we just. I think me saying that helped me find the name of the podcast. Hypothetical. Hypothetically speaking. I like it. Sound good. I like it. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, because I mean, a lot of this shit is yeah. is literal, but it's not that literal. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, like, we are sharing with you guys like some shit yeah. that we actually went through or dealt with, but. You know, we we we're throwing out hypotheticals and yeah, how would robot. you handle these situations? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that's more of a reflection of what the show's about. I like it. That's yeah. actually very good. 
Thanks, people. Thank you guys for all your help. You did uh, nothing. Yeah. So, all right. So let's 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 transition that then. You know, as far as if you think you can achieve it, it just would take some added help. I just need, I just need that motivation. So honestly, the crowd, me knowing that the crowd, I'm now it's a crowd. <laughs> knowing yeah, that the people, tens of crowd. Frank, now, now me knowing that the people are out there is going to motivate me to try to perform to the best of my ability. Okay, all right. That, I mean, that's fair. And listen, she's only going to reap the benefits of a good performance. Um, not if you're not really too concerned with her. No, but I mean, obviously, the performance. Okay, it's like it's like it's like performing a monologue, right? Okay. She's the words. Okay. My job is not to fumble on the words because the audience is watching. You see what I mean? So I'm performing for the audience. That got real deep. You know what I mean? But that's the truth. I'm performing for the audience to give a perfect monologue. Okay. I I'm mean, performing. I, like I'm performing for the audience to give her a perfect orgasm. I so, follow. You know I, what follow mean? I follow that concept. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. That's She's not gonna miss a thing. That's cool. That's cool. Um. Have you ever did online dating before? Nah. Would you? Um, I can't lie. Even though I'm getting married, I would like to do it just for fun. Just to see what would happen. You know what, man? I I, I would like to say yes. But no, I, I don't. I mean, it, you know what? Honestly, it, de- it depends. You, would, you wouldn't want the experience of possibly meeting your perfect match? No. Because I don't believe in that. You don't believe in perfect matches? No. Yeah, I don't believe in a perfect match. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't That's believe. a whole nother discussion. Yeah, I don't believe in a perfect match. I mean... Do you, so do you believe in the right match? I believe that there is a match, yes. But I don't, I don't ever think that it's the right or the wrong. I mean, I think it's always, I think it's always circumstantial. All right, so, I, well, I mean, do you think that people could... Okay, let me, let me see how I can phrase this. Well, let me tell you this real quick. I know two people who who have found their mates online, and both of their relationships ended in divorce. All right, let me ask you this: Out of the women that you have dated, yes, do you feel like any of them could have been first and foremost a match? Yes. Do you feel like any of them could have been a good match? Yes. Do you, but you just don't feel like there's a possibility of a perfect match? No, I don't think there's a perfect. So you don't match. think there's a possibility of someone being so well suited? That like there could possibly be no other person that could that that you could deal with on that same level. Um, that's deep. See, because I I, I I can say that in my experiences, <clears throat> I've felt that way. Okay. I felt that I felt that in the ways that matter, I've sort of found a perfect match. Okay, now this is going. This is me being honest. Uh-huh. I have a lot of trust issues, mm-hmm. so I have found women that I've had an amazing connection with, mm-hmm. like, and everything was just solid, mm-hmm. taste in music, you know, conversation, social, you know, uh, political views, great sense of humor, which is extremely important to me, mm-hmm. um, so we've, you know, I've connected with a lot of women on, on multiple levels. Okay. Um, but never did I ever feel like, yeah, this is perfection. You know, like, because my thing is, it's always good in the beginning. Like, I'm very good at dating. Dating saying, is easy. Saying is always good in the beginning, do you agree, is somewhat cynical to begin with. Which would lead you to feel that there's no way to have a perfect match. 
No, I think I think saying there's always good in the beginning. It's just it's just that. Well, but it kind of implies that it's going to get harder. That over time it can't stay as good. It would never be as good as the first. One. That's not. I don't. I don't think that's actually accurate. I don't think that that is always true. I think that just me could be like your experience, maybe my experience, but I don't think that everyone feels that way. I mean, yeah, and that's that's fine. I, I obviously I can't speak for everyone. All that I can say is that again, it's called the you know. Think about when a relationship first begins. They always call it the, the honeymoon, you know, period. Right. No, I follow that part. You know what I mean? Because you honestly haven't dealt with any adversity yet. You haven't really, you haven't had any issues yet. You haven't yeah, had but, a fight for but what, what you I, have. What I'm saying is that you're, you're talking as if that you, that honeymoon period can't be <clears throat> continuous. See. I don't think it is. Meaning that. See, because now, now I would love to research this because <laughs> I do think that if you find the right person, yeah, you're going to go through ups and downs, but will you ever feel like it's not perfect? Okay, so it sounds like we're talking about like the Jerry Maguire, like you complete me type of shit. Is that what we're talking about? We're talking about you complete uh, me? That's gay. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm just... <laughs> that's ass. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Are no, we, are I'm we not, just talking I'm, about I'm, having a good date? No, we're talking about we're talking about meeting someone that is so right for you and you're so right for them that it feels perfect. And I and I don't mean just like short term. I mean like, oh, you know, uh I've heard older people say, when I met so and so, I just knew. Right. You know, and we've been together 35 years. Right. Like, that's a prime example of a perfect match. There was okay. something that they both felt that led them to believe that us being together, there could be nothing better. Yeah, well, I I, I, um, I can't relate, unfortunately. And no matter, you know, out of all the women I've dated, I've never had that point initially thinking like, yeah, we're the see, You know what? See, that's an interesting thing. You know what? Now it makes me wonder, like, have you... <laughs> like, have you purposely sabotaged this scenario? <laughs> like, are you like, is this like a hitch scenario where you just got in your own way? And you just like, there's no way she could be this good. You know what? Honestly, I, I would tell you. <laughs> there was one. There was one. That really intrigued me. But as we got older, she changed. Well, we both changed. And as she got older. We got further and further apart, or, or we got further and further away from what it seemed. We got further and further away from that that connection that seemed so genuine initially. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys grew, but it's not like we grew, you know, parallel. Like we grew literally like apart. Right. One was going left. One was going right. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, we we literally. But you grew guys apart. might have grew that way based off of the dynamics that you had. Like, the, like you know, that might have sent you in those directions. But now, there's other situations where I've, you know, had females that I've known for a long time. And we've, again, obviously gotten older. But we're still, we kind of grew a little closer together. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we still have a strong, strong connection. Even right. though we haven't, you know, seen each other or been around each other in a long period of time. That's what I, I mean, that's kind of my feeling about the whole situation. Um, I do feel like 
I feel like when I think about my relationships uh, with females in terms of actual relationships where I was dating them. Yeah. Um, but see, you're a lot more open of a person than I am, too. Open to just dating whoever? And, and not even that. I mean, even just you, you seem like you expose a lot more of yourself. Oh, be- yeah, because I don't believe that you can get what you want from it if you don't. And right. I, I just feel that way about kind of everything in life. Yeah. Like, when you really go back and assess life, that's what life is. It's yeah. like, if you don't get into it fully, then you're probably not going to get as much out of it. Right. So, I do go with that perception, um, simply because it just seems to be what works for successful people in general. Right. So, I try to be successful. I mean, shit. You know, a relationship is something you devote a lot of time to and a lot of effort. So it's like if you if you kind of like half assing it, then you are truly wasting your time. Yeah. Like, you know, just period. Like, it's not really there's nothing you can really say about that. I can't I can't I I don't see very many successful relationships where the people was just kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's kind of like just. Just puttering yeah. through and see Going with the flow, as they say. Right, yeah. We want to see what happens. Yeah, let's just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you can start out seeing what happens, and what happens is you're going to have to make a fucking decision. <laughs> right. You're going to see that I don't really want this It's either like I want it or I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah. You ain't going to just you know, keep drifting. Like, that's yeah. what, that's what da- dating is. Dating is just test driving cars. Yeah. Right. You're just trying to see whether, like, this is a fit. Whether mm-hmm. this makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, you know... Let me call my insurance and see what the insurance is going to be. <coughs> the payments sound great. Yeah. But if that insurance is too high, like, I can't fucking do it. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's where most people make a mistake. The they like, they don't even think about sweet. the insurance. <laughs> yeah, and as my father says, the fox has to be worth the chase. That's right. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, I am, I like the thought of being able to even find out whether that, like, I like test driving cars. The yeah. thought of being able to just, hey, we both understand that we are just test driving cars here. Going in with that notion, because that's the problem that I think a lot of people have, is just that kind like getting caught up in just dating, period. Like, they put so much pressure on it, that's unnecessary. Which is funny, because I, I, I guess I'm just kind of fucked up, man, because, like, dating is fun. Like, I have fun. Dating is supposed to be fun. Yeah, like, dating is fun. people make dating more than it has to be. But the problem that I often come across is after the dating period. It's like, as you talked about, like, we got to decide. Are we going to keep going with this or are we going to stop? Yeah, your problem is you you don't want to ever fucking finance a lease. You just want to test drive cars. It's like, why why can't I just keep leasing? Like, why do I have to actually, like, buy this car? Yeah, you, you have a problem with committing. Yeah, like I need to. I want to get where I want to go. So why can't I just use this car to get where I'm going? Yeah, I and then mean, once I get to my destination, I get another one. Well, the key word that I think defines that is use this car <laughs> to get where I want to go. Oh, that's a bad choice of words. You know, that's is that a Freudian slip. I think that is the problem that you might run into. Uh, you truly have to test drive the car with the notion that you have that you have an interest in buying. With the option if you buy. don't want to buy, then you need to rent cars. You don't need to test drive nothing. That sounds like prostitution. <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm not saying you know. I don't want to be tricking. Yeah, I, I ain't saying be tricking, but you know, 
you really got to throw that out there. Like, but I do take care of the cars. No, no, but you have to throw it out there. Listen, I am not looking to buy. But I'm not against buying if the price is right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not against buying. I'm just not driving with the intent to buy. Let's put that in perspective. Okay. I'm not against buying. I'm not against. But if, but if you're not looking to buy, th- that part does not matter. Like it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. If yeah, you cannot be against buying, but if you are still there <laughs> and we sell cars, I need a, like I what need the transportation. Fuck, like, what are you here for? I need transportation. Yes, but there's other means of transportation. I don't like those other options. I mean, that might be true, but like just public just, transportation. Just sucks. understand that you were playing a car buyer's game as a non-buyer. That's all I'm saying. But I'm very honest. I think with that being said, <laughs> in the in this podcast, you should begin online dating. And whatever you do, don't ever discuss it while I can record it. That's where we are. Don't you ever pull a swaggy P. Nah, like, nah. yo, I drove this car the other day. Oh, by the way, I'm recording you. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, that's the end of our, our podcast for today, uh, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. That's, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's what we're going to go with. Fuck it. All right. Peace. Peace.